Okay, so welcome back to Books That Box. Um, we have with us Julie Walston, um, a good friend and, and good teacher. Um, what else would, What else do the people need to know about you, Miss Julie? <laughs> Uh, I don't think, yeah, I think, I think that pretty much said it all. I'm a mommy mm-hmm. and um, I'm, I'm an avid reader, but um, yeah, I think that's it. Okay, cool. Well, we will discover more things about you as we go. <laughs> so Julie, as I told you, one of the things that this podcast is about is um, people, all kinds of people talking about books that had some kind of an impact on them. So um we had sort of briefly talked the other day and you weren't sure what book you were going to come up with, but have you decided what book you want to talk about? I have a decision. What is yes, it? I've, so, um, Stephen King's it. Ooh, really? I'm going to tell you this book gave me all the feels. Oh, I just, I've always been a Stephen King fan. Okay. And, um, when this book came out, I didn't realize it came out in like 1986. It's like, oh my goodness, that's a long oh, time yeah, ago. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I didn't read it until um, I was probably a freshman in college. Okay. And um, that book is like 1,100 pages. I mean, it's huge, right? So it's very like intimidating just to like right. to pick it up. Right. But um, Was that your first me- Stephen King? Oh no, I had read I had read most of his his stuff. Okay. We're going to come back to that then. in a minute. But tell me why this book had such a significant impact oh. on you. I think just because there's so many reasons. Um it was such a big book. It was like it was just humongous and I had never tackled a book like that before. It literally took me 18 months to read it because I was, I was doing, you know, I was in college and I was doing homework and I would get so into it that I'd have to take a break Uh and then Uh do other things, read other things, come back to it. So, you know, and the fact that I can remember it took 18 months. I mean, that, that's just a weird detail, but I just, it really, it, it emphasized for me, um, what a skillful writer he is. Mm-hmm. It also, I think, I think part of the big, the big bang for me with it is that it kind of hit home the fact that good wins over evil. Mm. And um, I'm the kind of personality, kind of a um, cheerleader hype man, you know, like the sun is always shining and I'm always like happy. And I'm in my core not to get deep, but in my core, I think that everything is good and all people are good. Mm-hmm. And this book, I mean, it took you through this journey and with these rich characters and it ended up okay. And I think I, I, I really appreciated that, that I, I was on this journey with him for so long yeah. and I didn't know where it was going to go. And then it ended up okay. And so okay. I think that that said a lot. So now I haven't been a huge Stephen King fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've read a couple, I know I've read Christine. Okay. Yep. Um, which we'll come back and talk about that in a minute. Um, but okay. for people kind of like me who haven't read it, um, mm-hmm. what's like the basic plot line? What are, what's the basic thing that happens? And then, um, who is the, who are the primary characters? So give me like a reader's digest version. So, um, it's basically 
two time periods in the 50s, 1950s and in the 1980s. It's a group of, I think it's like six kids. And um, it's their, their memories, their, and it, it, it's their memories of fighting this terrible Pennywise the Dancing Clown. And um, so it, it's about their, their trauma and, and their drama of, of, of this um, clown terrorizing this, this small town in Maine. And um, they think they have settled this, this, this deal with this, this clown and they, they think that they've killed him off as children. Then they, you, you know, at, towards the middle of the, or the end of the book, they come back in the, in the 1980s and he's still killing children and still rate, um, creating havoc. And these characters all band together 30 years later. and they take him out. And so it's, it's so detailed and it's just so, it's got all the elements of, of a great story. I mean, it's got, it's got lots of rising action. It's got the climax. It's got, it's got the beautiful resolution. It's got these, these, these characters that I, you know, as kids, I could really relate to. And Who's the um, character that you most related to? <sighs> there's, there's probably there's this little guy named Eddie and Eddie was an asthmatic. Hey, asthma. And Yay. so he, yeah. and he was a hypochondriac and asthmatic and he always had his inhaler and, um, and just this, yes, yes, girl. And just the struggles of just trying to keep up, you know, physically with, with the group. And he had this overbearing mom and uh, I don't know. It was just, I kind I liked all the characters, so I didn't really have like a favorite. I could relate to all of them in some way. And yeah. I think that's a, that's a really good story that you can, you can feel almost like you're part of it. Yeah. So, um, so they end up defeating him the second time, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and you mentioned earlier, you'd like this idea of, of the fact that good conquers evil. Like, mm -hmm. how did you see that play out in the story? Um, just that just the, the real action at the end of the, of these, these kids that, that have gone through so much and this horrible creature, it, you know, this Pennywise, the clown, he changes and morphs into these different things to it, to attack kids. And so these, these wonderful children who are trying to live their lives, you know, they get tortured by this guy, this thing. And then at the end, you know, just, literally they were the good ones they were the good guys and this creature was the bad guy and um oh, it was just it was just really good <laughs> um and when you finished it after the 18 months like did you remember like all of it like at the end of it were you like i i, I can't remember what happened in the beginning of the book no definitely um i think i think it was i think i forgot a lot of it yeah and um i also think that you know, reading it as an adult now, maybe it would be different. Maybe I could devote yeah. the time that it needed. Um, but I do feel like I probably forgot some of it. Um, mm -hmm. And then whenever the movies came out, um, I guess there's been, there was one like a television movie, a couple of television movies, and then recently in the theater, I mean, I've gone to all of those and um, it just, it was just, it was so nice to see that so many other people appreciated yeah. This enough to make it into all these versions, all these movies and TV movies. Um, and as I was reading it, and, and this is, this is so weird. You know, I think I'm probably, 
I'm a bigger fan of Stephen King than I probably realized. Yeah. Whenever I read a, a Stephen King book, you know, on the back, they always have like the author photograph. Yeah. And my thing was I would read and get all caught up, shut the book, and I'd look at him and I'd rub it. And I, and I was just rubbing him. <laughs> I guess that's my way of hugging him or, and so I, okay. Memory. You just, were, or you were rubbing Stephen King. <laughs> I'm telling you, I had was that to so calm Stephen King or was that to calm you? I think it was, it was like, thank you, buddy. Thank you. You have totally freaked me out. You made me feel every emotion in the book. And, um, I mean, this is a total vivid memory. My, um, boyfriend at the time, my husband now, we drove to the beach and like I said, we must've been freshmen in college or something. And this is before the big highway was, was built. So it took long time, all these country roads. And I sat in that front seat and he had this really cool car and music and the sunroof. I mean, it was just a beautiful teenage moment. And I'm just sitting there just reading this book, reading this book, reading this book. And I close it and I start rubbing it and I'm rubbing him. And he looks over at me and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm I'm just, I'm just, I'm just talking to Steve. Just, it's just Steve. And I was crazy about him, you know, and my parents knew about it. My brother knew about it. And so whenever like interviews or people magazine or whatever, they're like, you're Steven, you're Steven. And we, I talked about him like he was my friend, you know, and I, I know that he was married, you know, he's married and I've read a couple of his wife's novels um, and his children, one of his, I, I know one of his children, I don't know of all of them, but one of his children writes, I mean, I just was so into him. So he, you know, he could have probably written complete, garbage and I probably would have been like it's from Stephen King it's from Stephen King <laughs> anyway <laughs> does Stephen King know that his biggest fan is right here in North Carolina I don't know but someone should tell him someone should tell him absolutely someone should tell him and you know and I didn't know a whole lot I still don't know a whole lot about Maine and so I guess most of his stories take place in Maine mm-hmm. and so I was like I want to go to Maine. I want to see his house. And so I, you know, I found this picture of his house and it's like this big Gothic mansion and it's got like these, that the gates outside are all pointy. And I I read somewhere that the color of the house is red, but I only saw a black and white photo of it. And I was like, I I want to go. I want, I want to, I'm going to stalk him. I mean, he just, anyway. (laughs) You were huge on Stephen King. Huge. But I'm interested in the fact that that wasn't, the first Stephen King, because I tend to find that even with authors that I really like, I have a special attachment to the very first one. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because, you know, that's how they introduced me to their world or whatever. But even if I've read multiple ones, I still have sort of a, a deep fondness for the first one. But this was not your first Stephen King. What was your first Ooh. Stephen King? I, I don't even remember. I mean, I know I've read Christine, I Misery, um, all of the like 80s, the books yeah. in the 80s. Um, I don't remember the order of them. And I, it was very important for me to have the hardback copies. And, you know, back in the day, they were like super expensive yeah, they were. and they were, they were big. And it was so important because I, I, I mean, I would take the, the paperback if I had to, but I yeah. wanted the, the, the first editions. I wanted to rub them. I wanted to hold it. And um, so I don't remember the first one, but all of them I really liked. I, I didn't get into his later work so much. Yeah. I, I guess that's maybe because, you know, life gets in the way. Sure. And um, also he, 
you know, some of that, some of them I tried and I just couldn't get into, but, yeah. um, and I think, I think part of the reason I'm so into this book is because it was such a commitment yeah. and I am so not a detailed person. I'm a big picture person. And so to, to see this, this huge book and to read all of the excruciatingly detailed things that he writes, yeah, uh, it was like a commitment, you know? And so I guess that's why I bonded to it. Yeah, and you were like, I'm going to finish this book. It might take me 18 mm-hmm. months, but I am going to finish so t- Yep, book. I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, so one of the things I remember, and I'll be honest, I haven't read very many Stephen King. Um, I've read, the Christine was my first one. Mm-hmm. And I read, um, I did actually read two of his later works, one of which I liked very much. And I can't remember what the title of it was, but it was about an older man and a young boy. And it was made into a movie. And I think, um, um, who was the, um, guy that played the older man? Um, Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins played the older man. Um, and I remember really liking that one. Ah, I'm going to have to look it up because I can't remember what the title of it was. And then I read, was it Dreamcatcher? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, did I go to that one to the movies with you? Did we go see Dreamcatcher? Probably. Um, and I just remember I really had a hard time with that one, Uh um, for a couple of reasons. Um, but okay. So this has to take me back to, um, to, to Christine when I read, um, Christine. So sorry, I apologize. I'm looking for this book while we're trying to hold up. So the first time I read Christine, I remember, being in, um, I feel like I was not in my bedroom. I might've been in my sister's room or my brother's room. I don't remember why I was in there, but, and I remember that book like freaking me the hell out. And, um, I remember it's like late at night and everyone's sleeping and I'm reading this and I literally like have to go to sleep with the lights on because yes. that book in like intellectually, I knew that it couldn't happen, but yes. this idea of like, you're inside this car and this car, like, you know, starts acting on its own and mm-hmm. it's possessed by this demon spirit. So it was like just on the edge of believability. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like if you believe in paranormal or if you're willing to accept things that are beyond what can be seen, that shit could happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I remember like, and I'm not even sure I could drive a car at the time that I read it. I might've read it mm-hmm. like maybe when I was 15. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I was kind of having a really hard time with this, this um this whole concept of like oh my gosh you know what if I lost control of the car I'm driving the car what if I lost control so um so for me that one was um well he's written so many books I'm having a hard time finding them. yeah 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 um that one was just on the edge of a believability which really made it scary like I was it was really really freaky um, and then we get to, and I'm going to skip over this one that I can't remember right now. Um, we're, then we get to Dreamcatcher and Dreamcatcher for me had almost no believability. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, let me see how many weird and horrific th- images I can put in your head 
all at one time. But because it seemed so ridiculous and impossible, like I just couldn't engage. I, and, and we went to that movie and it was, it was even worse on film than it was in the book. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I guess that's where I struggle with Stephen King is I think some of his stuff has been like super masterfully done in a way that really can, for, and, I, and that's not his fault, but for me, like the horror films that I always liked as a kid are always the ones that like, they're scary because they could happen. Mm-hmm. And okay, yeah, right. Going right. into stuff that's like mm-hmm. so ridiculous that it feels like it's not possible, then it's no longer scary to me. Then it's just, mm-hmm. you know, when you have a main character who has been shot 117 times and still comes back to life, I'm like, come on. Like, at some point, this guy has to die. And mm-hmm. um, so, I guess for me, the stuff that's really freaked me out. Like, that's what I found so freaky about, like, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Yes. Because, like, all that shit's happening in your mind, and you don't know what's happening yes. in your minds. And yes. Minds. So that stuff is, like, incredibly scary to me. And that's what I found Christine to be. Christine was, mm-hmm. like, was it happening in their head? Was it happening in real life? We don't know. Um, and so I was really freaked out by that. But then we get to the end of Dreamcatcher. And not to disrespect Stephen King, because I do think he's a really good writer and he's, and he's done a lot of things and he's a really prolific writer. But at that point, I just felt like he was digging up, you know, um, uh, what's, what's a scary image? How about this tubular beast with teeth? Yeah. yeah. Come on. And um, so I felt like he was just, I don't know, throwing stuff in to, to throw stuff in. Mm-hmm. Which is not mm-hmm. to say... I do remember saying it probably was to you coming out of that movie theater and having this thought of like, if this is what happens um, in his conscious mind, like if this is the stuff that he comes up with in his conscious mind, what are, what are his nightmares? Like what are the things of his nightmares? If this is the stuff that he's coming up with in a very conscious way. So, so I guess for me, it's, it's hit or miss sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. With him. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I feel like it's super powerful and super freaky and, and all of those things. Um, And then sometimes I think this is just weird. Like it doesn't, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have any, um, it doesn't have any correlation to anything else. So yeah, you know, and I remember uh, was one of one comedian or somebody said, you know, could you imagine being Stephen King's kid and saying, "Dad, can you can you tell me a bedtime story?" and then being like, "No, don't make the walls bleed." And you know, it's like, what like what's happening in that mind to make it so scary? And I think there are elements in it where yeah. it you it could happen, you know, things that, that, okay, yeah, that really could happen. But then it's also very fantastical, which is not something I'm, I'm, I'm on board for, but it kind of worked. But, um, have you read Cujo by Stephen King? No, Cujo and Pet Cemetery. I was just like, Oh, I love those. I love those. And again, there's things that could have, that could have happened. Okay. And then there are things that, no, that, that really didn't happen. But it was so reading these things as a teenager and a young teenager, sitting in my bedroom. I did a lot of reading on my bed. And then if I had to get up and go to the bathroom mm-hmm. or something and like all the lights had to be on and I check the bed underneath to make sure nothing's going to grab me. I mean, the whole thing, like mm-hmm. just the, this complete fright that it just instilled in me. And it, it was, uh, 
it's a beautiful thing. I mean, what, what a wonderful use of words to give, right. to give the reader that strong emotion. Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember the, the scene in Friends um, where Joey's reading that book? And, and is it, what was he reading? Was it, um, what was the book he was reading that he had to put in the freezer because he was scared by it? <laughs> Do you remember what I'm talking about? I do, but I don't remember. I, I, I want to say it was a Stephen King book. Was it, um, um, or was it The Shining? It was The Shining. <gasps> the Shining is another one. Yeah. Oh so he, Joey in the Friends was reading The Shining, and and when he got scared, he had put it in the freezer. And I remember <laughs> I Rachel it. opening the freezer and being like, "What is this?" It's like, oh, it was too scary. I had to put too it in the scary. freezer. That's how I felt about Christine. Like there were times where had I thought about that, I was like, Ooh, that book needs to go into the freezer. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas with dream catchers, I was just like, "Uh, this is stupid. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, Mm -hmm. first of all, if you know that this tubular thing with teeth exists, why are you purposely going out in the woods and searching for it? Like stuff like that was just beyond. Um, But I did find the book I was looking for hearts in Atlantis. Okay. Um, I did read that and that was not one of my, I, I don't really remember it. I really remember liking that one and, okay. and thinking that because there was this connection between this older man, and this boy, and I read it like 20 years ago. So I don't remember what that connection mm-hmm. was anymore. But mm-hmm. I, I, that's, I just remember of the Stephen Kings that I've read, and there's probably only been about four of them. Mm-hmm. Like some of them are like, wow, this is amazing. And some of them are like, I, I, I don't get this at all. Yeah. Um, but for you, you've liked almost every Stephen King you've read. Of, of old Stephen King. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like he's got some new, some newer things that I haven't gotten into. Um, I haven't had the time to, to do it, but I did try the dark towers and I guess that's, mm. I want to say if that's a trilogy or something, but I read the first book and I, it was not for me. It was something yeah. to do with like cowboys in the future or something. I don't remember what it was, but it, I was like, uh, uh-uh. I, I didn't, I wanted to be scared, you know, yeah. I'm so used to him yeah. just totally, just completely weirding me out. And, yeah. and I remember talking to my brother about, about Stephen King and reading, you know, passages to him. And he was like, girl, no, <laughs> nope. I mean, nope. and nope. he, nope. and nope. he would have to rescue me and walk me to the bathroom, yeah. walk me downstairs because it, it was so in my brain. And, you know, and as a young person reading before bedtime, that's not the best choice. It's not the best choice. <laughs> exactly. Perhaps we should have yeah. used a little more judgment in, in that. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I totally get that. Like the, the, what I like about a scary book is when like I am completely scared. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and some of his books totally do that. And some of his mm-hmm. just don't hit me in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's such a prolific writer. Like, I mean, oh, how do you amazing. keep coming up with that stuff? It's amazing. You know, and I read this art, this um, interview with his son, Owen, and Owen said growing up in their house, dad would be writing and ma- his mom, Tabitha, would be writing. And he said for hours, they'd be, you know, writing and, you know, and now he's, a, he's an author right. as well now. But um, it's, you know, did he have a choice with having these two, <laughs> right. these two authors as parents? And, and especially with Stephen, you know, these are not 20 page books. No. I mean, these, what else does he do? I mean, right. he plays the guitar. Okay. However, that's a lot of time to, <laughs> to sit and dedicate to, to this craft. And um, yeah, Th- but this book, I, I, you know, I, 
when you and I talked about, you know, what's a book? And, and I was like, yeah, I don't really have one. And then I, I asked my husband, he was like, girl, it. And I'm like, oh, you're so right. You're so right. And it just, <laughs> it just, I just couldn't believe I hadn't thought about it. Because yeah. It's been, you know, I still have this, the original copy that I had back in the day. I have gotten rid of the other books of his and, um, but I, I couldn't get rid of it and yeah. I'll have to re to reread it. Um, but I, I don't think there's another book that gave me so many emotions yeah. and took me on this ride. Um, now have either of your kids read it? I do not think so. Felicity has read some Stephen King, but I do not think she's read it. Yeah. Just wondering. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Now, do you think you will read it again just to look at it from your adult brain as opposed to? You know, I, I think I might, but I, mm -hmm. what, I, what, what I worry about, I'm not worried, but one thing that I think about is if I was to read it, if I'd be like, oh, I, I already remember that and then skip over it, you yeah. know, skip over the pages and get cocky about it. You know? Or are you worried that you'll read it and not like it? <gasps> yeah, that, that would kind of be. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that would kind of be a dream crusher. <laughs> yeah, right? Like I remember um, before, just before I moved here, so I must have been like 24, um, you know, my brother hit, when I was young, <clears throat> you know, young, like junior high, high school, my brother got me really into the Eagles. And mm -hmm. um, so I really liked the Eagles. And for his birthday, the year I was 24, so he would have been 26 they were playing, um, you know, about two hours away from us. So for my brother's birthday, I bought tickets for both of us. And then um, I think what I actually did is I think I bought a packet of six tickets and then some of his friends and some of my friends bought their own tickets. And then I bought a, you know, I bought the ticket for my, myself and my brother. And we went down, we went, um, you know, down to Pittsburgh and, and we watched the show and, and it was a great show. And, um, many other things happened and, and it was, a, and, and I remember just having a, such a good time at that concert. And then, um, and that was the hell freezes over tour. So that was supposed to be mm -hmm. like the end. And, um, and then like, I don't know, eight, 10 years later, they decided to tour again and people were like, are you going to go see him? I'm like, mm, I don't think so. Like, I mean, that was such a memorable experience and I got to share it with my brother who introduced me to the Eagles and it was so fun that I was like, uh, I don't want to tempt fate and, and end on a sour note and go see it and not enjoy it as much as I did the last one. And yeah. um, so, you know, I can see like, if it's a book that you really like, you wonder, is it going to, is it going to, because it's been what, 30 years since you read it last, mm -hmm. you know, is it going to still hold up to that same level of, of um, regard that you have for it now? Yeah. Yeah, and that it, would be kind of crushing if it And didn't. it probably will. Because, um, you know, you've seen the movies. It's not like you've been away mm -hmm. from the story completely. Right, right, right. And I think, too, it also kind of gives you this, or gave me this, this good life lesson of persevere. You know, it's like, keep with it. Yeah. It'll be worth it at the end. And, and it was, you yeah. know, because like I said, I had to take breaks and I would be months and then I'd come back to it. And, um, yeah, it, it kind of just, it was, it was so worth it, you know, it, yeah. and even at the very beginning, it just hooked me at the very beginning. Like this little boy is sick and his brother, um, he makes a, a, a paper boat for his brother and his brother takes it out in the rain and it goes down the, you know, goes down the sidewalk and it gets into this gutter and, and 
that's where you meet Pennywise the clown and that's what starts all the action. And so from the very first little bit, you're like, <gasps> you know, and I, I'm not sure there's been another book that, that right. kind of hooked me so well. And it would be kind of crushing to go back and be like, mm, not so much. <laughs> do, do you think that of the Stephen Kings that you have read, have they all followed that premise that good overcomes evil? I don't remember. Mm. Um, probably. Yeah. Or probably some of them. Probably. That's, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't really, I don't remember. Like, I don't even remember how Christine ends. I yeah, just I remember, remember being freaked out while I read it. Right. I'd and probably I, have to go back that. and read that one. Yes. You know, and I even saw that movie when it came out. And, you know, and I remember being like so into it and be like, oh, that's different than the book. Oh, no, that's not what that character right. should look like. You know, and like having this inner dialogue because nobody else is going to talk to me about it because nobody, right. you know, nobody else really read it and was into it as me. But, and, um, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't really remember the endings. Um, I, I'm, I want to say that it's, it's a constant theme with him because a lot of his books are, mm -hmm. are about, you know, children and, yeah. um, and why do you think he does that? Overcoming like hearts and Atlantis had children in it. And, um, I mean, mm -hmm. Christine or, or Christine was an, you know, an adolescent, you know, this 16 year old mm -hmm. who just got his first car or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. why and do you think he like often brings in children? I don't know, you know, and even Stand By Me had had these Stand by me. boys in it, right? And, you know, I I want to say, and again, this must this may be the Pollyanna in me. Perhaps he had, you know, a really nice childhood or a memorable childhood, and maybe some of these are, you know, parts of his childhood or things that could have happened in his childhood. I I don't know. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a real answer to that. Yeah, there's got to be some, you know. It, does that make it scarier if this stuff happens to kids? Like we think about kids as being mm -hmm. sort of, you know, safe and protected. Is it, is it even scarier if some of this right. stuff happens to kids? Maybe that's a level of horror. Right. And, you know, and kids always have like these beautiful imaginations, right? Mm -hmm. And so maybe it's, you know, maybe that's part of it. Maybe he, he as a child had a good imagination. I mean, he certainly has one, a good one as an adult. <laughs> it just, I don't know. Think Stephen King ever edits anything out and just like and says to himself, mm -hmm, you know, I think that went too far. <laughs> Do you think there's ever been a moment in a Stephen King manuscript where he's like, yeah, I, I don't think the people are going to buy that. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I mean, I mean, and if and if he did edit, I mean, how long would it have been if he didn't right. edit? Right. Um, and I remember The Shining, reading The Shining as well, and that was just. That's probably my second favorite Stephen King. Now, I will, and, I've um, never read The Shining. I've seen part, and I don't think I've ever seen the movie all the way through. I've seen girl. most of it. I think I've seen most of it. Um, but I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I certainly read the book when I was young. And then when the movie came out, you know, it had Jack Nicholson in it. Yeah. So I think that's probably one of the very first things I saw Jack yeah. Nicholson in. And so he scared the tar out of me. So every time, and even today, if mm -hmm. I see, I'm like, mm. Well, he's kind of scary looking to begin with. He's, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, and he kind of, he, he was really good in that movie. And I remember the, the girl, the woman in that movie, Shelly Shelley Duvall, Duvall or, who in my head yeah. terrible, in my head is always, always olive oil. She's always <laughs> olive oil. And that came out after, after this movie, right? But yes. even now as an adult, when I go back and see that yeah. movie, because it's always on, you it's know, all, and yep. I watch it every time. 
I'm like, oh, look at olive oil. Look at olive oil. Look, look at those legs. Poor oh, Shelly. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And, you know, and she couldn't be more different than olive right. oil in that. But right. <laughs> so funny. That movie, yeah. That, yeah. And I think, and I think too, it, it's probably really nice that in, in some of these movie adaptations, he's involved in, mm-hmm. you know, in it. Mm-hmm. So a little, you know, some of, of, of the real, of his first work is, you know, kind of in, in, in the movie. And I think that's good. What, do you know what his first book was? Was his first book, Christine? Was no, a, I, I, would, remember, I would have known this. I just remember reading the story mm. that whatever his first manuscript was, he threw it out. <laughs> do you remember that story? Mm-mm. So mm-hmm. apparently he had been working on it and I don't remember at what point he got frustrated with it, that he had sent it out and tried to get it published. It didn't work or I'm not sure what the story was, but I remember um, this story that I think came from his book um, on writing, which yes. uh, uh-huh. I haven't read all the way through, but I've read parts of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some, I think the story is that whatever the, that first book was, and I want to say it was either Christine or Carrie, for some reason, a C is sticking in my head. Um, I wonder if it was Carrie. Um, whatever that first book was, he mm-hmm. threw it away and his wife took it out of the garbage. Oh, I and, do remember that um, now. So mm-hmm. she, and then because she had t- saved it from the garbage, and this was back when you had to type everything on a typewriter. Yes. So once it was thrown away, it was gone. Like, was gone. you know, um, and she, pull, she pulled it out of the garbage. And I don't know if she gave it immediately back to him or held on to it until he was ready for it, but. Um, but it, I always think about how would Stephen King be Stephen King if his wife had not pulled that book out of the garbage? Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. You know, I remember that. I, I, don't, I don't remember the, I remember reading that book on writing and um, I remember that story, but I don't remember the exact book it was. You know, when I bought that book on writing, you know, I don't even, I don't write a journal or anything, but no. I was like, oh, Steve is going to teach me. He's good. No. <laughs> um, that was that was really it was a neat I do remember parts of that book and and you know kind of getting into his his head about yeah how he does his process yeah so that was kind of interesting so would Stephen King sort of be the person whose books you've read the most like would you say there's any other author that you have read such a catalog as much as Stephen King's catalog no so it, Stephen would be the yeah number one yeah. I I, I do like certain authors and I do re- read a lot of their books, mm-hmm. but um, he's definitely, and I, he's the first, the first author that I ever, you know, was gaga over. So, yeah. <laughs> did you, did you send him letters from, to his fan club when you were? No, let me tell you, I should have, but I never did. But you know why I didn't? Because Andy Gibbs scarred me. Oh. Andy Gibbs, you know that, oh. I, I was in first grade. I remember writing this letter. I, you I wrote a letter in first mom. grade to Andy Gibb? Look, let me tell you. I think my mom said, why don't you write to him? Because I was always talking. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> Shadow dancing, you know, and, and just singing into my hairbrush, you know. So I, I, I remember it. I used a pencil, lined paper. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. And I guess we must have sent it to the record company. I don't know. Right. I have not heard back from him and you know, and he died in the eighties, right? Yeah. He still has not written back to me. And I was like, forget it. I'm not writing anybody else. Steven would have written back to me. You think so? Maybe so. Oh, I, oh, I know he would have. <laughs> I you know, I even the people you think are going to write back don't. Cause you know, I wrote my boy Barry and I never heard back from him. So what are you going to do? 
Oh. It's kind of heartbreaking though, isn't it? Oh. I, yeah, I mean, I guess I sort of expect that they're not going to write back. And if they do write back, it's sort of like, oh, well, I didn't expect that to happen. Right. And it would just be a form letter and yeah. some stamp with a signature, but it would right. have been some acknowledgement right. that he received you it. Something. And I got you. Yeah. So, well, yeah. you know, so I was burned. So I never maybe, really maybe, you know, someday in the future, when, when we enter the realm where Andy Gibb is still shadow dancing, we can ask him what that was about. I'm telling you. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, is there a more recent Stephen King that is coming or has just recently come out? Oh, there's so many. Um, I, 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 I know that there are, but I have yeah. no idea. I, I just wonder titles. if it, one, it was on your radar. No, um, I want to read, I think the movie Dr. Sleep is out. And okay. I think he wrote, I, I don't know if he did that one with his son Owen or if that's just him by himself. Um, and there's like Mr. Mercedes or something like that. I, I started that and then I, I didn't finish that. Gotcha. And I don't know why, I guess this life got in the way. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's so busy. Yeah. Wow. So but yeah, you need, you need to read it. I need to read it. You need to read it. Mm, I don't know if I have 18 months to spare. Yeah. Oh, but you know, you're a fast reader. You'll, you'll do it. You can do it. You can do it. There's so many <laughs> books that I need to read. Um, but yeah, there some of his earlier stuff. I think the only of his earlier things that I've read was Christine, or yeah, Christine, and um, I. That might be the only one. I don't know why I didn't get into him earlier. I just I don't know. I don't know. It was just I don't know. Yeah. I think exactly. the pet cemetery put me off. This idea that your own pet could come back. <gasps> yes. and I was like, mm, I don't think I want to yes. read a story about that. Yes. That was another creepy book and, and it pushes the envelope of, you yeah. know, can that, that's not really going to happen, but I'm right. going to stay with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> but his, you know, all of his details, you yeah. get just so hooked that you yeah. kind of just you kind of forget it. You forget yeah. that it's not really possible for that to happen. Right. And I wonder like, how does that come to him? Like the, I mean, are these, mm. does he have these things in his dream and then he just wakes up and writes them down or does he, I don't know. I'm just curious what his process is to come, to come up yeah. with so many things. I'm kind of interested in what that looks like. Yeah. <laughs> well, Julie, is there anything else you could think to tell us about your man, Steven? <laughs> no, I just, uh, you know, it really makes me think I should probably go back and reread some stuff now that you know we're at home yeah. and we have this time, this might yeah. be a good time to, to revisit some of these old yeah, friends that I had. And be interesting to see how life experience changes the way you look at something. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. it's so different. You know, you see things differently when you're 15 versus when you're, when you're, you know, not 15. Not um, 15. <laughs> I'm interested to see what that would be like. So I think you should reread it and report back. <laughs> and, um, and maybe I'll, maybe, yeah. well, maybe, maybe we'll read it together. Maybe I'll. That's right. You can pencil and... me in for two years from now. <laughs> It'll take forever. <laughs> We'll, we'll yeah. talk about, we'll talk about it again. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Julie. I really appreciate it. Oh, it was awesome. Um, so it was excited. so much fun. Yeah. It's just neat to see, you know, what people got out of their books and, and what stays with them, even if it's been 30 years later, you know, what makes them sort of uh, still bond to, to those particular texts. So um, yeah. I appreciate you spending your time today and talking with us. 
You got it. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.